When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina, Andy Brant Bernard, and our very special guest, the human chocolate orchid, Fancy Ray McClowney. I love it. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard <laughs> Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. From home Just alone. like the ones I used to, to know. Here, baby. Where those streets are. We are here with Fancy Ray, having a good time. Christmas only a few days away. This is the shortest day of the year. When the sun goes down tonight, we will then rotate and start getting longer daylight periods starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest day, and today you got the biggest talent. That's exactly right. <laughs> Fancy Ray's here with us, ladies and gentlemen. The biggest talent. Mm. So what have you been up to? Man, I've been shaking, baking, faking, money-making, love-taking, and uh, earthquaking. Just spreading this fancy way love and joy and happiness wherever I go. You know, I got the thing with the doggone TV show. I got the thing with the commercials. I got the live stand-up comedy. And the most important and wonderful thing is to be sitting right here again on the Tom Bernard Podcast. How many hours a week are you working? Uh, I work. It doesn't stop working. No. How many hours? A better question would be how many hours a week don't I work? Because yeah, I can yeah. count those actually easier. You know what? I'm the busy. I, I, I work so much. I work I, honestly. I work so much. They call me Baby Tommy Bernard, man. <laughs> <laughs> they get I'm, to work. A lot of people get to work. Well, that's good though. You know, 
Uh, now, where'd you grow up? I, you know, come on, right here in Minneapolis, North Minneapolis, north right Minneapolis, here on the north side. Yes, so, sir. So did I. Absolutely. So a couple of north side guys made good. That's a good thing. Absolutely. We're kind of brothers from another mother. That's right. That's exactly right. Did you did you live in one specific area? Yeah, I grew up in the Harrison neighborhood, right on oh, yeah. Fifth and Knox, between mm-hmm. Glenwood and Olson Highway, right in the heart of the cities. And in fact, right where I grew up, you know, because I, I went to a bunch of different schools, but it was a couple blocks where Prince grew up, Morris Day was right. on this. I mean, right. we, we, we it was a really rich community that I grew up in, and uh, I lo- still love. I live South Side now, but I still love the North Minneapolis. No, I do too. Yeah, we uh, we. You know, obviously, this business is in North Minneapolis. We've got a couple other businesses <clears throat> in North Minneapolis. I drive down Plymouth Avenue to get here, and I drive down Plymouth Avenue to go home every night. Well, you know what? You need to stop on Plymouth Avenue and pick something up sometime, Tom, because we need you, baby. We need you. Well, we, we, spend, we spend some money in North Minneapolis. It's a wonderful thing. Yes. I see uh, all that development going on, on on Plymouth and Penn. is fantastic. Yes. Building some new, new uh, structures there. I think uh, the funeral home is going to going to expand and move across the streets so that's yes good. yes 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 and i don't know what that what's going up in that corner where that mcdonald's used to be in fact that's going to be a big job creation there which of course the north side needs mm-hmm. and jobs means families can make money which means that folks can prosper and that vibration goes out and expects the whole area so i have this excited because that uplifts everything and yeah. back where that mall used to be you know that shopping mall king's mm-hmm. grocery store for the old school folks that yep. there is a part of the university of minnesota college right there so carl eller liquors don't forget that oh come on <laughs> <laughs> I was in the same complex. Carl Ella Lickers. And that was Randy Staten. And Woo, come on, Carl. you remember all that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's my old neighborhood. Man. Absolutely. That's, that's my area. I love that area. You know, what's interesting about that is this time of the year, driving through North Minneapolis, I kind of go by. Most of the places where I, I grew up are torn down now. But there are a few of them because I lived in 43 different houses by the time I was 25 years old. 43? Yep. That's like the number of girlfriends I had last year, man. Last year? <laughs> I thought it was just last month. <laughs> I thought it was just last month, Nancy. I, I didn't say the number of lovers. I said girlfriends. Oh, just girlfriends. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make that distinguish. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's a whole different deal. That's a whole different deal. My, my, my. Indeed. Uh-huh. What do you think? Now, let me ask you a question because you talked about you know what the North Side does need, and you and I know the, what the North Side needs. What I've seen, you know, growing up uh, as a kid, then as a teenager, as a young man, and, and life kind of moves on. I've been hearing now for for my whole life how we're going to come into North Minneapolis and we're going to get everybody working and we're going to we're going to help everybody out. We're all going to rise up together, and then nothing ever happens. Well, that's true of 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 of, of across the nation. Yeah. What happens in uh, communities of color. And so uh, there's a lot of promises made by a lot of different parties, a lot of different optimistic plans. But again, the same thing that folks do on the that level, people do in their personal lives and also on the national level. There's a bunch, a bunch of talk. And everyone out there, we all talk. But everything starts on the individual level, that we yep. have to raise well, ourselves true. up from the inside. You know, because that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what my whole act and my whole life is about, is raising folks up. So what do we do about it? Here's what I do. Because, like, I'll give you an example. When I say I'm the best-looking man in comedy, that's infinite. That was just that's a given. infinite. That's infinite. Now, for some folks, that means from here to eternity. Yeah. But do you know that infinity is also very large, small? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The numbers between one and two are infinite. Yeah. Does one have one fourth, one eighth, one sixteenth, one thirty second, one sixty fourth? It goes forever. forever. So when I say I'm the best looking man in comedy, that's infinite. Not from here to eternity. No, I'm just talking about the numbers <laughs> from between one to, one to two. That's right. All right. See, All right. everything starts at that micro level. Then you go from the micro to the macro. And then if you're smart, planning, and believe in yourself, you can create your own McDonald's, your own franchise, your own brand. And it starts on that micro level. Then it goes to the macro, and you can create your own McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do is, is create that. See, I want to electrify your electrons, Tom. Uh, I want to put more positivity in your protons. I want you to never get your neutrons in a whole new way micro macro and create your own mcdonald's your own brand your own franchise and if you do hopefully you can say about your life i'm loving it just like mcdonald's just like mcdonald's uh-huh. that's exactly right if you don't be on mcdonald's be the number two franchise be burger king mm-hmm. have it your way yeah that's well, true have it your way be the number three franchise on uh-huh. subway eat fresh with new thoughts and unlimited possibilities if you don't be the number three franchise 
be the number four franchise, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Make your life finger look good. What happened to all our <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, we all do Popeyes need a replacement now. around here because yeah, I can't get any within like twenty minutes of here. Is that right? You gotta go to you gotta go to where's there's good no because KFCs have gone their own way, but you yeah. create your own way that you want to go, man. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the good fried chicken. Is uh, you don't like Popeyes? Oh, I like Popeyes. Popeyes is I think Popeyes is, is thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. What do you think of that, Andy? You like Popeyes? I don't know if I've ever had Popeyes. Come to think of it, well, they're Popeyes where that KFC that you used to go to is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oftentimes, I don't know what exactly happened there, but a lot of those, as you've seen, they switched over from they did, KFC yeah. to Popeyes. I'm not sure that some kind of money thing went down there. Yeah. Is it yeah. like the same company that owns no. them? Or? Huh. No, no, it's had to be a new company that took them over in nope. some kind of way. But how to change the north side is that I think we got to get involved on the inside and raise up. And so that's why yes. I, I'm actually I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different organizations on the north side right. and participate. Men of March is an organization I'm involved with, uh, mm-hmm. feeding people, uh, all kinds of different things. So to really create change, uh, there's a bunch of promises, and uh, it starts at the city level. Yes, county level. Does. I mean, that's really, really, truly takes place. Lots of promises, lots of promises, but not actual, true, <laughs> yeah, well, and real change. That's the problem I really do have. I've been hearing promises since I was about five years old about how everybody's going to rise up together. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. And everybody who talks that way, and here's the problem I do have, Fancy Ray. I have a huge problem with it. They think by giving people money, just giving people food stamps, giving people their rent, giving people... Well, you're taking away their dignity when you do that. Well, I, 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 I would have to say that giving people... In fact, I'm not... To, you're talking about two different things. I'm not talking no, about giving... No, I'm no not I know talk, you're not. I'm not talking about giving... In fact, my I'm talking whole about thing, what they do. What, what, what my whole speech was, you got to rise up from the inside, the That's micro right. to the macro. No, you gotta you're start, right. you got to start with yourself you're and then right. raise yourself up. And also, something that can be a fantastic and powerful thing is that once you make it something I'm seeing more and more of is folks who grew up in North Minneapolis who are moving back to North Minneapolis right. and improving that community rather than it used to be in the old days you got some money you got the job you got the BMW and you move out of the community that folks are moving into the community and being part of the change that takes place. All right, fancy Ray's here, so a lawyer just walks in. Oh, come on, there's Ray. You know, <laughs> my, that's the lawyer right here. I'm a lawyer. My man, yeah. how you doing? doing? You know Michael what, Tom Bryant. and I, we got a lawyer here. So if I go to sleep, don't you touch me. I will not touch you. No problem. <laughs> hey, believe me, that's why I work from home, man. Right on, right yeah. on, right very on. Very hard, very hard to be accused of putting your hands on people when you don't get anywhere near them. <laughs> You're looking relatively stylish today. I, I look relatively. <laughs> you look relatively bald here. <laughs> you look relatively stylish. I like that look. You know, I'm sexy as hell. I am the best looking man in comedy. I'm the first, the last, the best, and the most. I'm the heartbeat of Minnesota, and my beauty is coast to coast. A mule had kicked me, huh? They didn't tan my hide. A rattlesnake bit me, just crawled off and died. I can make a superstitious man walk under a ladder to fry your butt like pancake batter. I can't cook a turkey, and I can't shake and bake, but I can make love and make a woman's stomach ache. <laughs> Huh. I will mash her potatoes and French her fries. See, the truth is the truth, and I never, never lie. See, I can make love for six nights, and on the seventh day, the men go ray who, but the women go hooray. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Thank the way much. he got six fingers was amazing. Uh-huh. From, Everything about uh, me is amazing. You just, amazing. Keep, you just keep watching me. <laughs> before you leave tonight, there's parts of your body that are going to rise that you haven't seen before. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. I'm, ta- I'm talking about uh, the, the hair up there. <laughs> here we go. Now, we were just talking, Michael, about when you when you got here. We were just talking about Ray's from North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the same area that I did. And we were just talking about how, how you have to do it for yourself, that these politicians that keep giving people food stamps and keep giving I, people their Tom, 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 Tom you, you, you're still focusing on the given. I don't I'm th- just talking about they need to stop no, that. No, but again, I, I got to disagree. The given, the, the, again, that's the, I mean, that, that's the whole, the, the, no, we're, we're, we're not, no one looking for no damn handouts. In fact, oh, my, that's whole, what I'm my, saying. my whole message, my whole thing is self-dignity, self-pride, self-preservation, get yourself going. And, yep. and, and, and you're focusing on folks handing stuff out, but 
but yep. there's a difference between a handout and a helping hand. Now, someone needs a helping hand to get themselves on the road to making their lives successful. That's fantastic. But so much energy. That's what this whole Trump thing got so popular is that folks think these folks in the neighborhood just want handouts. And it's not about handouts. Well, that's not it's, what I'm saying but, at all. But, but it's hands up. And it's not just folks, the politicians throwing money because money is not the answer. In I fact, agree. money has imprisoned more people. Welfare is a prison that you get stuck in. And, and oftentimes, the structure of the economy is set up that you can't have the mother and the father in the household that purposely they're breaking up families. Mm-hmm. So, We've been doing let's, it since let's, 1965. Let's, so, the, 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 we, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. But the thing that we, we, we want to do and instill in people is that the responsibility is on the individual yep. to do for themselves, but also yep. structurally that there's been a, a, a bureaucracy in this world that like, they did the redlining where they took cut black folks out of certain communities mm-hmm. and that purposely that they've discriminated and have prejudice against people of color. So it's a combination that you've got to rise up and fight and stand up and have a voice and vote and, and work for yourself and work in your community. And also, when you make it, that you move back to that community and help uplift that yeah, community. no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And, and it's on the individual. And that hopefully that we try to make the playing field fair that folks who are working hard, who are paying their taxes, who are raising their children, who love their families in the community in this country have an opportunity to succeed and that the that, that they have a, a fair chance. In fact, a lot of folks, that's what they want. They just want a fair chance. No, I, a I fair chance. That. That's all they want is a fair chance. What do you think of that, Michael? It's interesting. <laughs> You're a Trump guy, aren't you? No, 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 I, I, but 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 the handouts aren't the answer. It's uh, no. It, 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 we want a level playing field, uh, and we need folks. And you know what? I, I'm getting a new place here shortly, and and I think I'm going to move back in the in the neighborhood. And again, because you, you, you where don't you don't want live to, now. I live South Minneapolis. Okay, I've been Northside all my life. Uh, I went out to L.A., lived out in L.A. for a few years, and I'm back here now. And I would say the really the, the, the thing that takes place really, really, really is, again, folks investing their energy, money, and dollars in that community and uplifting and helping those schools and helping those communities and being part of that community. I mean, yep. that's, that's the most beautiful thing that you can do. Yeah. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So you get out and you, you do a lot of talking about that. The number one most important thing for me, for people in North Minneapolis, because there's that one little area that I know all about, and it should expand all the way around the world, certainly all the way around the country, is I just think politicians strip people's dignity. I just think they that it's all about them and them buying your vote and them making. And I'm not talking about any specific party. All these politicians disgust me. But when you're talking about North Minneapolis, but you're talking about the Democratic Party because the Republican Party aren't buying, vote, buying the votes of the people over no, there. No, the Democrats they, are over there, yeah. And, and they have great influence, but also the Democratic Party is also the ones who benefit. I mean, no w- doubt about it. So so it's a kind of, in some ways, a catch 22. Yep. But we must still maintain that. Uh, that we have to look for new direction on creating possibilities in our community. And I don't know exactly what that answer is, Tom. I do. What, oh, t- please tell Here's me. Here's what we're going to do. You and, I, you and I are going to shoot a TV commercial <laughs> together, a PSA. Yeah. And we're going to say, if we can make it, anybody can make it. <laughs> That's yeah. a good message. Yeah. I didn't even finish high school, Ray. I went to college for one day. Now, you just said something. I, now, you said something. I never finished high school. Uh, you never finished. And I barely finished high school, so well, we got you, something in common. Well, you if you and I can make it, anybody can make it. Anybody just can make it. Just have faith in yourself. Just have faith in yourself. That's all in I'm fact, talking about. I mean, that's something that I'm talking about is you've got to have. Yeah, you do, yeah. I'm telling you that it starts on the individual that you got to get a picture in your mind of that which you want to be, do, or have. Yep. Have a plan, yep. and then get to work. And then... Okay, we got commercial. We gotta break. take a break. We'll That's be a, back in two minutes. Tom on podcast. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. As a locally owned community bank, we pride ourselves on individually crafted financial solutions and quick response times. H&B Elevators, a Minneapolis manufacturer known worldwide for custom elevator designs, had an option to buy their headquarters. We stepped in to get the deal done with SBA and Urban Initiative financing. See an opportunity too good to pass up? Stop in. We'll make it happen. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts 
Get rid of those glasses and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers, they've got the most experience, and they've got the best price guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com, and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Talking over Nat King Cole. Oh come ye, oh come ye. It's one pretty picture. <laughs> Give me one sideways, sideways, sideways. Oh, hey, oh sideways. Hey. <laughs> okay. Andy's taking pictures too. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Nat King Cole. Well, I love Nat King Cole. One pretty of my, pictures. One of my mother's favorite singers, Nat King Cole mm. and Dean Martin. Yep. Oh. An Italian and a black man. Yep. Uh, and I don't see any colors. I just see two talented singers. See, there you go. That's what we're talking about right there. <laughs> no, we're just talking off the air about, about people's perception of how, because I don't act like most white people, I suppose, is the best way to put it. I and just don't. I, I don't act like most black people. So there you well, go. Well, that's true. So we're in a situation where people perceive us as some kind of danger or... Not me. You're dangerous as hell. No one perceives me as a danger. Not at all. You don't think so? <laughs> as a danger? To steal their girlfriend? Uh, no, I think I'm... Call, oh. <laughs> okay, I, I trapped him on that. No, I, I'm not going. I would borrow a girl. Borrow, okay, borrow, ain't, not no, steal. ain't no stealing. Go long term steal. <laughs> no stealing. Just I say borrowing. About, about two o'clock, they can have him back. Trust me. <laughs> two o'clock would be good. Now we're talking about perception. The, the perception that people have, um, in mostly, uh, see, to them it just first of all because of my voice, and I got my voice from my mother. They think I have a very urban sounding voice anyway. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of raspy and whatever. And I treat people, like I tease black people. And they don't do that. You know, like I... Not for being black, but, you know, for no, things just, that you'd tease anyone like about. Like I tease anybody about. Yeah. I treat everybody the same. So Whereas I would joke Minnesota, around and tease around. And, tease, and Minnesotans don't, they're very uncomfortable if a white guy teases a person of color. They, they don't like that at all. hands off, you well, know, like treat everyone... Like you know, they're they're their own little thing, and people shouldn't you know really yep. intermix kind of attitude. Well, I, I, again, if you're talking generalities, I, I, I guess I can't speak to that. But I'd have to hear specifically what you said that uh, that was said that offended somebody. But again, I think if you're doing comedy, everything is open game, and I get that, and I appreciate that. And at the same time, if you're part of that power structure, being a white male and with this white supremacy mm-hmm. society, that sometimes maybe might be inappropriate. Depends on what. I, I guess I'd hear the joke. See, but I, the context it's not of what joking around like yeah. you. I don't go. I don't go. Oh, fancy razor! I, I, I show probably. You know, when you come in, I treat you like I treat everybody else. I treat right? you like I treat everybody else. Absolutely. Right. You're a very flamboyant personality, which I I grew up around that kind of personality. Uh-huh. So I'm very comfortable with it. I'm telling you, people in the suburbs, white people in the suburbs, are not used to that. And and I would say that that's fantastic. I agree. And maybe white people in the suburbs weren't used to Prince, but they still loved him. People may not be used to a lot of things, but they still love. Again, I I, I don't want you to be used to me. All I want to do is that my voice be heard, that I have an equal playing ground, Mm -hmm. and that we know that we all come from the same place, that we both love this country. I have a child. We want our children to do well. We want the economy to do well. We want this nation to prosper. We have that in common. And also, you're in this community, black, white, red, yellow, brown. It don't matter. Folks love the Minnesota Vikings. It doesn't matter. Well, you got that right. So what I'm I'm saying is we have more in common than we have apart. So that people might perceive one, say yourself, you're saying that some folks, they they think you're racist. Some people do think I'm racist as hell. Not just racist, but you said racist as hell. Oh, yeah. They think I'm way over the top. There are some folks who think I'm pretty as hell. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that's that's just a given. Point at me like. I think you're pretty as hell. <laughs> I am the 
best looking man in comedy. Yeah. In comedy. You know what? You know yeah, what? I heard you say that earlier. You know in comedy. You know, okay. in fact, you sitting next to me makes me look even better. Thank you, you so much. Oh, oh, I already oh, got nice. that, Michael. Nice. I already <laughs> got that song. He uses that. He, that's not, he's, I'm not the first person he's used that line on. Why and how does that? How do you react to the fact that people perceive you as racist? I couldn't care less. Oh, because well, I know it's not true. But okay. but wait, part of it goes back to when Wellstone showed up right. after that cab thing that took place. So mm-hmm. so that's really the the kind of the the touchstone point where and you didn't even say what. What I did not say. You I wish he would die, it. and you didn't. You didn't say what they said. You said, and so that's what started things one. off, and then it, it kind of rolled right. from there. Right. You mean with Wellstone? So it was a Jewish thing or a black thing? It was uh, a. It was a. What happened was yeah. I was talking to Somali thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That yeah. no. At first, it was a Hmong thing. A Hmong. That's where okay. Paul, Paul Wellstone stuck his nose in my business and tried to make me look bad. You know. Well, he did. I mean, he took he he stood against me and said a bunch of really bad things about me. He didn't even know me, right? So I didn't care for him from jump. I just it's like don't do that to people you don't know. I wouldn't do it to you. Why are you doing it to me? So time went on and blah blah blah, and things got you know. Uh, anyway, I was talking talking to Norm Coleman on the air, <clears> who was. At the time, he was, I believe, the Democratic mayor of St. Paul. Mm, love Norm. He's a Democrat. Still no, love Norm? Me? Yeah. I love everybody. Why? Because he's a Republican? No, no. I just, I, I, you know, that I, was my you, question. You, you know I ran for governor in 1998. I do know you know I ran for governor. I ran against Norm Coleman. Yeah, I know. Uh, yes, I know. You did. But have you always, I mean, even See, with well, the switch? switch? I tell you, I call Norm the switch hitter. The switch hitter. Yeah. Okay. Because first he, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. First he was a Jew. Then he turned Christian. Then he was a Democrat. Then he turned Republican. I offered ten thousand dollars to the first person who could prove he was a black woman back in the sixties. <laughs> you know that's a possibility. Yes. But anyway, what happened was, I'm talking to Norm, uh, and one of the things that people say is, "I dropped dead." You know, they don't mean, "I hope you die." You just go, "I dropped dead with that." You know. I say it about myself. It was just in the paper, as a matter of fact, about a month ago that I said I will drop dead before I ever leave radio. That does not mean I want to die. Right? So, so what did you say, Tom? I said, you know, this Paul Wellstone says something. Oh, drop dead, whatever. Well, 39 days later, he dropped dead. Yeah. His airplane crashed 39 oh. days later. So people to this day claim what I said was, I hope he dies, which yeah. is not what I said at all. They, they they claim that I said I wish he would die or I hope he dies. Well, even if you had, how is that any worse than when someone does die and people say good riddance or whatever, which well, happens like, all no, the well, time? That's not that. good either. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, well, so you got yourself in this controversial well, radio no, no, show. No, he was what I would say about that. I guess, yeah. you know, maybe it's unfortunate timing. What a mm, mean thing it. to say. And you're such a high public profile person mm. to say that about someone who unfortunately has demise yeah. is uh, is very, very sad. And, uh, yeah, it uh, is. It's very, very sad. He was a great, great, great guy. and uh, I never knew him. Uh, I, you know, I, I just hope that you don't say anything uh, bad about me. There you go. Oh, man. wait till you leave. <laughs> wait till you leave, Fancy Red. The, the, I'm going to uh, go after you. But so, so what has that got to do with racism? You lost me. That's people that's, that don't that's like That's where you. it started, though. What started it's with? When, when they when but hold on, that's, that's the racist, the Somali though. stuff. That's just when he it lost was, favor with the public, basically. Right. Well, but he lost favor with the group that thought he was racist. That's but, It wasn't yeah. the whole, it wasn't how, everybody. You've got Paul Wellstone death. Uh, they would drop dead, do it racism. Yeah, that was an extra issue. On that was an extra issue. Okay, well, you, you yeah. lost me. Okay, 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 at okay, the okay. very beginning. <laughs> it just didn't help things at all. At the very beginning, we can go all the way back to this, because some people but, don't know. But racism, this. I'm talking about racism. Well, right. here okay. you go. Okay. So this woman, I believe it was in Wisconsin, had a baby. <clears throat> she, was a, she was a Hmong woman, had a baby, and drowned the baby in the toilet. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay. Yep. And... So some people on the show did say some things that weren't right. I didn't. They did. I'm not their boss. You know, I don't hire them. I don't fire them. I'm nobody's boss. But the buck stopped with you, though. Yeah. It does. Right. Yeah. So so basically, they were talking about that, and they said that they, as it went along, they said that this family would have to pay something like a ten thousand dollar fine. Now they had a business called the Egg Roll King. Uh huh. Okay, that was the name of their business, the Egg Roll King. I said, man, $10,000 is a lot of egg rolls. 
Like, that's what they sell as egg rolls, uh-huh. right? right? Oh, what a horribly racist yeah, thing to say. Out of context, people hear it, they don't right. know that right. they own something called the Egg Roll King and think he's just making a general Asian comment. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know. That's a lot of egg so rolls. So is that when Paul showed up at the, stu- the, the station? Or did he show up at the Hmong? He showed up at Somali. It was a Hmong thing he showed up. Well, then he showed up again with the Somalis. Somalis. Thing. And that was a uh, cab driver thing, right? That was a cab driver. Right. That's a bunch of egg rolls. Oh, I it is. That's that's very funny. That's a, so a brother gets in tr- trouble, and Tombo's come out and say, "That's a lot of fried chicken." There you go, man. Nancy <laughs> Ray, I made it very very clear, and I'm, this is a true story, and you, I baby. talk about it all the time. My favorite meal, and I, every Father's Day I have this. My family gives me this. My favorite meal, because of where I grew up, is fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and watermelon. Right that's what I like. Uh-huh. But I say that you go, oh God, what a racist thing to say. It's not racist. So who the hell's the racist here? That's what, that. That was my whole. Uh, the, the only only person that knows what's in your heart is you and that thing that created you. So mm-hmm. you know what? We walk our path. We talk our truth. So whatever your truth is, yep. you know who you are. You seem to be very strong and confident in that. So go forward. And Tom, keep doing what you're doing. Well, because you know what? You have many, many fans out there. And uh, love God. you and appreciate you. And then we all have distractors and detractors. And so we got to keep pushing. We got to know our truth. And keep, st- you know what? Stand on your truth and let that truth set you free. I should Ow, mention one on other now. thing, Fancy Ray. Right? I should mention one other thing. I'm going to start preaching up in here. Start preaching? I'm going to start preaching. I do preach. I was walking down the street eating a tuna fish sandwich. Uh Uh-huh. I said I was. You was walking down the street. I was floating in the air. Uh I wasn't eating no tuna fish. uh And I wasn't eating no fried chicken because I don't eat fried chicken. I was eating some celery sticks. Come on in the Lord. Are you vegan now? Huh? No, I'm not a vegan, but I don't eat anything with four legs. Nothing with four legs? Nothing with four legs. Well, Well, chicken's chicken's only got two legs. I said I don't eat nothing with four legs. The chicken's only got two legs. Huh, and I don't eat no chicken either. I, I, I eat, uh, I eat, <laughs> I wasn't eating, I said I wasn't eating chicken. I didn't say I are don't eat chicken. Vegeta- are you vegetarian? No, I don't eat anything but four legs. So you eat chicken? Yes, I eat chicken, okay. I eat not turkey. fried chicken. Uh, uh, not too often. I said I was walking down the street, and I wasn't eating a piece of fried chicken. Uh, I was eating some baked fish. I said some baked fish. I think it may have been orange well, ruffy. I said, can the orange make me ruffy? And I dipped it in my lobster sauce, and then I put some... Uh, You're a pretty good cook, aren't you? I'm a pretty good everything, trust me. Baby. <laughs> now, before we move on, because it's time to move on from that conversation... <laughs> I will tell you this. I have yet to have a black person call me a racist. Black people don't think I'm racist. White people do. Well, but the Somalis called you. I mean, they're black. I mean, there's a there's an argument there. Right. So there are people. But I understand what you're saying. It's it's. Well, you know, you know something. It, it, I, I guess what I would go back to, Tom, it doesn't matter what people call you. It's what you are and what you right, know you exactly. are. And uh uh, again, there are people, there are folks who will say up and down that Donald Trump is a racist, and I don't know if in his, and if his, in his heart he thinks he is a racist. I'm sure he doesn't think he's a racist. Uh, and so a lot of folks who are racist uh, may not consider themselves to be racist. But what I would dare say is that the proof is in your pudding. What are you actually doing? Right, you, what you right. hold in your heart, and what do your actions show and tell? Correct. So, it doesn't matter what people say at, at all. It doesn't matter what no one thinks about you. No, you're right. What's in your heart and what do your actions show? And sometimes people can be the most racist that can be the most generous to these communities. And in their hearts, they're feeling a right. sense of superiority, a superiority and, and, and holding disdain. And, and uh, there's all kinds of negative things that happen. There's many ways that you can, the folks who give all this money to the community can be racist because oh, yeah. they, they have this hatred and then they pacify themselves by doing that. So what you hold in your heart, here's what I would ask you, what do you do for the community? I mean, you, you, you've been blessed. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about you and I no, both absolutely. been blessed. And, and so what do you give back would be the question. That would be quite a bit. Catherine yeah. and I give away at least half of our money. Yeah? How about, to the, how about to the community that you do? Know? Well, yeah, that's yeah. the word. I mean, we have four businesses in North Minneapolis. Oh, right on. Yeah, so, you know, we, Catherine and I are, yeah, we give away a lot of money. And we, we, yeah, I don't want to be too. You talk about the issue. I mean, that's one of the things that happens. He talks about the issue without any 
hold back on it. And no, I know. there's a lot of people, particularly in this state, that are passive aggressive and won't talk about it. Oh, yeah. And then he starts talking about it, they get all sweaty and nervous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. but, but, but it's just not true. talking about the individual issue. Sometimes you got a whole history in the background that folks. So when you okay, say something, this way. When, when you say something, we look, folks, and again, I, as you're talking about that, I remember the stuff in my memories now about the Hmong thing yeah, and, yeah, sure, and all that right. stuff. Oh, so, so you got a whole history. And then oh, folks hear that and they go, oh, here he goes again. But here's what I like. The radio show. It's been on the air for 32 years. Congratulations, my brother. Good. Thank God. you. Thank you very much. He's in the who Hall was, of Fame. You know that? He, who he is the Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame for 32 years. Good Who God. was the first person to hire black people on the radio? That would be me. Women on the radio. That would be me. A Jews on the radio. That would be me. I didn't make a big deal out of it when I did it, but I just did it. So Jews, black people, women, they were not on... I mean, Joyce Lamont would come on CCO once in a while and go, here's the recipe for today. <laughs> Women on my show come on and go, Michelle Tafoya, you know, you watch Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Michelle Tafoya's a sideline reporter. She's on the show. She comes on the show the first day. And I said, remember what you told me yesterday? And she goes, what's that? Shut up. Hmm. You know, they're not on to give recipes. They're on to give their opinion and state the facts as they believe them. I mean, that morning show, cakey morning show, that, that that all those way, way far left people hate was the first one in the country to do what we did. First show, morning show now in the country to have three women on it. Hmm. So there you have it. And I still let Philip come into the show, but I don't want to necessarily. <laughs> now, you know Philip Wise, don't you? We'll talk about Philip right after this. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard! <laughs> My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your MyPillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. You like uh, Fancy Ray McClone? Yes, sir. He's with us today. Now, Fancy Ray does stand-up. Where do you stand up? Uh, the beautiful Fancy Ray, the best-looking man in comedy, the human chocolate orchid. I'm I forgot for- that part. What's that? The, the human, human chocolate, chocolate orchid. orchid. Yeah, the human chocolate orchid. See, everybody knows what human and chocolate is, right? You know what that is, right? Yeah, I... But the orchid part gets folks confused. <laughs> no, really. A little bit. When most yeah, I can see that. folks think of the orchid, they think of the flower. Yeah. Which I am. A flower? <laughs> yes. But. You're a human chocolate flower. Another definition of orchid is testicle. Okay. Yes, I'm the human chocolate chocolate testicle. testicle. In other words, I'm a big black nut. <laughs> big black nut. <laughs> and I'm like doing that. stand-up all over. In fact, New Year's Eve, I'm really blessed. We're doing, actually, because New Year's Eve is on Sunday. Yes, I'm going to be at Bob's. Comedy Bunker, Welsh's Big Ten Tavern, Welsh's Big Ten Tavern, uh, fr- Saturday night and then Sunday night, New Year's Eve. So we're going to do two nights of Fancy Ray headlining. Bob Damaris is going to be featuring and Daryl Horner 
MC and hosting the show. It is going to be off the charts, and I'm going to bring the fire to desire. And if you want to go into 2018, I guarantee I will take you higher. Where is it? At uh, Welsh's Big Ten Tavern. Which is where? Which is on Highway 10 and Arden Hills. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's uh, Welsh's Bob's Comedy Bunker, which is located in Welsh's Big Ten Tavern. And you'll be there New Year's Eve night. New Year's Eve night. And then the and day the before. Saturday before. And the Saturday before. Because some folks don't want, they want to avoid the whole New Year's Eve kind of yeah, thing going on. Yeah. Amateur like, night. Yep. Amateur night. And, and if, so if you want to avoid amateur night, and I think the show is actually cheaper on that Saturday, you can come on in. And both shows are going to be fantastic. And I welcome everybody that can hear my voice to come and experience me live. It's going to be a sincere and wonderful good time. And I just also got content. So that show is about 9 o'clock. Both of those nights, and uh, so come see me. And uh, if you come out, just say you heard me on the Tom Bernard show, I like it. and and I will buy you a hug. Buying a hug, those uh, are expensive. I, I sell my hugs, but I'll give you oh, one. You do sell, you do sell your hug. Okay, I'll I understand. Give you, that. How much you charge for a hug? Huh? How much you charge for? A how hug? much you pay me for a hug? I, you, you, it's, it, you're very safe with me. You're very safe with me too. Trust me. You're very safe with me also. Trust me. I wonder what you charge. Uh, no, but you, don't worry about what I charge. Come out there to the Big Ten on New Year's Eve or the night before and get one for free. Okay. And I welcome you. And then also, I just got contacted by the Can Can Wonderland. They've hired me. They're going to hire me to come out and do the Toastmaster and bring in the new year in uh, St. Paul. So I'm going to do the well, comedy show. Thing. So, yes, I'm going to do. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, can you think of a more positive and wonderful way to bring in the new year than with Fancy Ray? Because it's something I bring. As I bring the comedy, the love, the inspiration, the joy, and uh, that's the whole thing. Is I change the whole vibration. I got this ability to make folks feel good. I've noticed that. Yes. I have, I've, I have noticed that. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, any of the... Any of the Reverends and ministers over in North Minneapolis. At I know, all. I know Reverend Hester over, over at CME over on uh, Plymouth and Logan. I don't know that one. That place, I tell you what, I went over there. Um, Mike Lindell, who owns My Pillow, and I are going to go through North Minneapolis in the spring, and try to help out all the homeless people there. That, Mike Lindell, who owns My Pillow, is a very, very generous man, really, really generous. But I went over to a, a service over. At the CME over on, it's like I said, it's just south of Plymouth Avenue on Logan Avenue. When I was a kid, it was a synagogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that happened quite a bit. But watching, and Reverend Hester is about five feet tall. Total. Okay. She, she's a very strong woman, black woman, mostly black congregation. But she brings in uh, homeless people for the, for the Sunday services. And to watch what she does with those people, because most of them have drug problems or alcohol problems or, you know, things like that. And I, I've seen some amazing things over there, what they do. Uh, it, it's terrific stuff. About a year ago, I was over there. And it was just all the homeless guys would get up and they, they go to communion. They go to communion and there was one guy sitting in the back and he just kind of really looked nervous. He really run down. Not that old a guy, but it looked like he was probably proud twice as old as he actually was. Mm-hmm. And they went back and helped him up to the altar uh, so he could take communion. And it was really weird to watch because once he took communion, he started to cry. Mm. And it was just the sweetest thing in the world. All those people. And as I left the church, I was one of, yeah, I'll tell you this. Of the white people in the church, they were all homeless or me. Everybody else was black, right? Huh, huh. But on the way out, everybody's giving me hugs and thanking me for coming. That's what we need to see on television, not this, oh, they hate you because you're a white supremacist, and they hate you because you're this and that. This whole deal, because of social media, I think, Ray, people hate each other now more than they ever have. And I'm really getting tired of it. Well, it's more than just social media. And the first thing I want to say is that's fantastic that you go there to the community. And you just said earlier about we don't just just need to throw money out at this community. Because, again, you say you guys are going to give money. But, again, there's a difference between a handout and a helping hand. You're absolutely right. That you can help people get along the way. So uh, the, 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 the second point is that I don't think people hate you. Just No one hates anyone 
just because that 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 you're white or because that there I, I think that a lot of times people have different reputations that they go on and so there's a perception of one mm-hmm. and so but again your actions speak louder than all your words and what's really in your heart you know it's in your heart and that's that's yeah, up to that's you to exactly stand up and, and and share the gifts in in this society if, if one wants to admit it or not there there is a, a uh, uh, again, there, there, there's been a history of race. You know, racism. There's a history of white supremacy that's taken place. When you, when folks are fighting about the guys kneeling on the football field, and and, and I don't necessarily want to get into that subject. No, I but understand. When, 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 um, when, when, and but I will say, I believe in freedom of speech. Do what the hell you want to do. Um, uh, uh, or not do. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm starting to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but when you say it's, it's the social, but remember, Barack Obama's elected president, and then I think a reaction to his presidency was that we got this vile person in office, to vile to me, uh, Donald Trump, who went the opposite direction, who rode on the birther issue, which was based upon a racist right. notion. And so he got this anger, this white angst anger, and rode that and then went further with it. And uh, it's not just social media. I think there's a lot of hatred out there. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. Yeah, there is a lot of hatred I think there's, out there. Uh, it, it, it absolutely blows my mind in 2017 that we're still at this place with so much hatred and so much anger. I know. That, 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 uh, that what we do is show up and be truth, be love, and articulate that truth and share it with the world. Well, it's going to be up to guys like you and me to do it, I'll tell you that, because the politicians aren't going to do that. It's up to you and me and the folks listening yep. and the folks in your hearts. And, and, and it's one thing. But, but Tom, you benefit from a society and a place because you are a white male. Again, there's, there, 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 there is discrimination. There is separation. And mm-hmm. how do we bridge that gap? How do we do that? Do you think that I, I receive special treatment because I'm white? I think uh, over the course of a lifetime, of course. Again, that there's, so? there, 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 when I say, yeah, because I think society favors you, that you as a white male. I think, of course, it does. I just don't. I don't get paid I, thirty million a year to play football, and I should. Huh? <laughs> I want to make thirty million a year playing yeah. football. If, if you had the talent to do it, they'd give you thirty damn million dollars. Well, there of course, is that. if you had the talent, very, very you have the talent to do what you do, and you get compensated well there's, for it. There's yeah, things you don't you don't get stopped by police. Exactly. You, uh, you know. Come on, I, lawyer. I was coming. Come I was, on, lawyer. I was coming back from the airport. <laughs> I was coming back from the airport, and I used the the light rail. I had no idea how it worked. So I got on the white rail without a ticket, and I'm going along, and well, this like guard comes up to me, and he's like, oh, just go to the next thing, and you'll get one. And I'm a white old guy in a freaking golf shirt, so right. he isn't going to you know, worry about me, where if I'm you or if I'm no, young, no, if, if it's going to be different. No, well, not me, but I'm not saying you. you. Not me, but I'm saying, yeah, if it's yeah. just a guy. So I think and, that's and, and, yeah, exactly. the advantage and, we get. Yeah. You know? and, and, and we have other things that are disadvantages that I that I getting loans, yeah. getting opportunities. Again, that's why they had this equal rights amendment because they're trying to create more opportunities for people of color. I mean, but what did they do when they passed the equal uh, rights? I, I, again, they I, took I, the black father out of the home, no, but, and that was wrong. But, but 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 I'm saying they're still trying to address the the inequality that was there. Is what I'm trying to say that they're trying to do something to balance the scales. But this whole they, LBJ they, thing that that the black that the fathers had to be out at home for the families to collect welfare. Yeah, but really but I, upset. No, no, but I'm just talking about the equality that they had. These the stuff that took place in order to give folks an opportunity to mm-hmm. try to kind of equal the scales. The scales, not that it worked, not that it was perfect, but they're just trying to do something to give folks an opportunity. I'm talking mm-hmm. about getting into colleges. I'm talking about job opportunities. There was a time when you couldn't get civil service jobs. No question. And so you can't get civil service jobs. The civil service employees, kids go to college, and their kids. So mm-hmm. that reverberates down to through the generations. That there's a the schools weren't equal. I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities that took place that weren't available to everybody. And the thing is, that being said, it's still up to the individual to create that which you want to create. That you know what you're up against, but nonetheless, you still have to go inside, make a plan, see a vision, and get to work. It's up to you. And also, while you're doing it, don't just raise yourself up. Hopefully, you raise folks around you in your community. That's the key. And raise uh, all the boats. Raise all the boats. Come that's, on. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's wonderful. W.E.B. Du Bois. Yes. 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 W.E.B. Du Bois. My, my nun in fourth grade was the first person who ever brought up W.E.B. Du Bois. Really? Yeah, St. Joseph's, which is right now it would be where 94 crosses Plymouth Avenue. Uh-huh. That's where the church and school used to be. But she talked to us about W.E.B. Du Bois and communism and all the rest of it. It was un- So, I mean, that's... A few years ago, oh, I'll yeah. tell you that. Well, it was amazing. I will tell you this. 
Fancy Ray, when I was in first grade at St. Joseph's, and it was a mixed-race school. There were black students. There really? were. What year are you talking? What, what year? No, why? No, no, everybody knows all of them. So we would have been talking uh, when I was in first grade. I was five years old, so sixty-one years ago. Yeah, and there were black students. I'm talking about. I can't. That was sixty-one. He's doing the math. He's trying. Interracial schools here in Minneapolis. Absolutely. St. Joseph's was interracial. That was a private school. Well, I, I, you could call it a private school, but because it, there is a, there's a, there, there, I mean, there's a racist. I mean, we talk about racial opportunities. Remember, black folks weren't allowed to live in certain neighborhoods. I think until after yeah, World War II. Yeah, but he was living in North Carolina. Yeah, 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 but, but even so, uh, he was living there. It wasn't the, the first, somewhere else. The first street that blacks were allowed to own houses in Minneapolis was in South Minneapolis on Snelling Avenue. Mm, Snelling, absolutely. The, understand, there was a system that black folks weren't even allowed to own no, houses. No, I understand that. I mean, yeah, so, red line and all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when we talk about like everything's just equal and and and, and the, the playing ground is fair, oh, hey, oh, there's a puppies. <laughs> Don't touch the littlest a... puppy because she gets mad at everybody. Uh, she's the big puppy's you? fine, but the little puppy can get me mean. Hello there. My daughter's here. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, you and I agree across the board on how things should should work, how things do work. I just think, but yeah, people don't realize that back in back in 1956, I went to school with with black people, with Native Americans. Mm-hmm. There were Mexicans in the school. There were white people in school. So I'm used to it my whole life being around all kinds of people. And I'll close because I only we only have two more minutes. I'll close. With Are you around people? All kinds of people now is it more important. No question about okay. it. Okay, there's no doubt about it. Okay. I have been my whole life. Okay, my whole life I have been. And you live in what suburb now? I live in Golden Valley, about a block, about about a mile from Theaterworth Parkway. Oh, right on. Okay, right on, right, right on, right. And how many black neighbors do you have? Um, about a quarter of the community. A quarter of the community is yeah. African American. Yeah, they, they got money. Okay, right on, right on, right on. <laughs> and he drives, going... he drives down Broadway. All of, I mean, he goes back to his home. Plymouth, yeah, 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 all of it. Fantastic. That's how I, I get to their house. Uh, well, but driving by yeah, means nothing. You can drive by anyway. But do you stop and talk and help and but every participate? Day, every That's day it. he goes all That's the time. time. Driving so by doesn't mean I can drive. Drive in. I no, drive no, through. You wouldn't I, go I, every day. Okay, but if, I, I, if I, you're I, like I can go drive through diner. That don't mean nothing. If you're like God. Richie Rich going by and just smoking your cigar and yeah, you exactly. go by exactly. But places. Are you putting money? And you said you got business. Are you participating? And that's the beautiful thing. And that's what my whole thing is about. Is again uplifting folks and making you feel that vibration and knowing that there's possibility. Do you talk to the people? Do you say, here's yeah, some opportunity? That's what I'm talking about, he, man. He had Betsy Hodges on before she was before she was mayor. mayor. Uh-huh. And they talked about what they could do to get community and get more in the community and do more with housing. And then she and She just blew me off and, blew me off. and never talked to me again. Right. You tried to get her? Oh, several times. You, you know, he, she fact, was on here. She you, talked about in it. In fact, you've invited me on a number of times. And a lot of times I said, I ain't got nothing to promote. But I came here today They've reached out. They've reached out a number of times, and I appreciate you every time. I got a comedy album. Uh, We're in the pro- stand up records. Stand up records is coming out. Hopefully, you'll have me on again because I like to push that comedy records. It's going to be called Fancy, we'll the best looking man in comedy. Christmas is here, and uh, and uh, that's we, we talk about all this political stuff and this racial stuff. And my whole vibration is a thing of love, and I just want folks to have a but happy holiday. But you handle holiday. it well, and I think it's a good that people hear us talking. Man, that, I that's do. I think it's very good. It's your show. We do what you wanted, what you want to do on your show, and I appreciate being here. But I want folks to know it's the holiday season, and that I just love you, and that to have a great, 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 fantastic holiday. We will love you too, Fancy Ray. You've always been a great guy. Thanks for being with us today. It's my pleasure to be your treasure. And what show are we on? Uh, the, the Tom Bernard Podcast. <laughs> and come see Fancy Ray this week, uh, next weekend, New Year's Eve, New and the day Eve. before at Bob's. Big Ten, the Big Ten Tavern at uh, uh, I've got Welsh's Big Ten Tavern at Bob's Comedy Bunker on Highway Ten. On, on Highway, Highway 10. Ten. All right, I'm gonna say it again. It's been my pleasure to be on the Tom Bernard Podcast. Fancy Ray, Tom, you made my day. <laughs>